Hey moms, Brie here. Question, have you ever found yourself at a loss for words when it comes to helping your athlete daughter? Specifically, before a game when she's feeling super nervous and you just want her to be confident or in that car ride home when she's being hard on herself and you just want her to also see the good things she did out there. Now, if you have, you're not alone. It's so hard to know what to say to get her out of her head and start believing in herself. That's why I'm excited to share about our four-day What to Say Challenge happening this month. This challenge is specifically designed for moms of girl athletes to help you know what to say to build her confidence without making things worse or causing her to shut down. Even if you're often met with things like, you have to say that, you're my mom. Over the four days, we'll be together for short trainings to give you strategies and scripts so you'll never be stuck wondering what to say again. The challenge is happening May 14th through 17th, and registration is open now for early bird pricing. So you get 60% off the challenge, and you can hop in for just $19. Head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge to register. That's also linked in the show notes. We kick off on Monday, May 13th with our pre-party, and I hope to see you there. So an athlete will make one mistake, and then it turns into two, three, four, and then they're spiraling out of control or like they're on the bench, and they just can't seem to get back to how they're playing, all right? And it's like once those mistakes start happening, athletes are gone. There's no getting them back. Now, very, very common symptom. This We see this a lot in athletes. And we have tools that we can use to fix this part of their game. We have the mistake ritual. We have breathing exercises. We have all of these like tools that we use within our programs to help with this. However, there's a deeper underlying confidence issue that is causing this symptom that we actually need to address, which is what we do in our programs and in our systems as well. And typically, the cause of that inability to bounce back from mistakes is a lack of self-belief. Hey there, we're Christina and Brianne, and one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness, allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams. As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created the Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration, where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to the Elite Competitor Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. Our topic today is symptoms versus causes of confidence issues in female athletes, right? Symptoms versus causes of confidence issues. And the reason why I say that I hold this near and dear to my heart is because most of the time, this is what happens. When I work with athletes and I work with parents, um, when I work with coaches, obviously the symptoms are what come to the surface when we're talking about playing to potential and performance and what pitfalls athletes are falling into when they're talking about lack of confidence. And there are common themes that pop up, right? Time and time again, year after year, there are common things that athletes are struggling with. And oftentimes, These are actually symptoms of deeper confidence issues. And a lot of times, most people are just looking for a quick fix. They're just looking for, okay, my daughter can't seem to, you know, pull her head out and after a mistake and just get back. Okay. We could provide a tool or a trick or something like that to help in that situation. But typically what's happening is there's a deeper confidence issue that is causing this symptom to pop up. All right. And the analogy that I use that game whack-a-mole. 
Okay. That silly arcade game that, you know, you play and like you get the big hammer thing and there's this mole that pops up and you whack it on the head and it goes away. And then all of a sudden another one pops up and you whack it on the head, it goes away. And then pretty soon, like the more time passes, the more moles are popping up. And then there's like three moles at once. And you're like, I only have one hammer. And then, you know, it just gets overwhelming and there's like a ton of moles and then the game ends usually. Okay. So anyways, that's the game. That's the analogy. And that's kind of what I see in female athletes. It's like, okay, I have like this one symptom, this one thing. I can't bounce back from a mistake. Okay. We're going to slap a bandaid on that, take care of that. And then it's gone. And then all of a sudden something else comes up. All right. It folds under pressure. Okay. We're going to get rid of that. And then all of a sudden, like two things pop up at once. All right. In a playing slum, you know, not playing to potential. Okay. And then eventually like, it's just all of these things that pop up and we're just trying to whack that one, put a bandaid on that one, fix that one really fast. So really there's an underlying issue. Like we've got a mole problem that we have to take care of. Okay. We've got to, we got to dig a little deeper than just putting band-aids on things. So that's what this is about. I'm going to highlight three of the most common symptoms of confidence issues and what the actual cause is and some tips on how we can treat the cause rather than just the symptom. Okay. Tools and tricks and strategies can work to help with the symptom, but the way that athletes are really going to develop that deep lasting confidence is by working on the root cause of why these symptoms are popping up in the first place. Okay. So let's get into it. The first symptom that I see a lot is what I have already kind of talked about is the inability to come back from mistakes. This is probably the number one issue that I see athletes struggling with. And the number one issue that's reported from parents as well, but just not a bit, not able to come back from mistakes. So an athlete will make one mistake and then it turns into two, three, four, and then they're spiraling out of control or like they're on the bench and they just can't seem to get back to how they're playing. All right. And it's like, once those mistakes start happening, athletes are gone. There's no getting them back. Now, very, very common symptom. This We see this a lot in athletes and we have tools that we can use to fix this part of their game. We have the mistake ritual. We have breathing exercises. We have all of these like tools that we use within our programs to help with this. However, there's a deeper underlying confidence issue that is causing this symptom that we actually need to address, which is what we do in our programs and in our systems as well. And typically the cause of that inability to bounce back from mistakes is a lack of self-belief, right? A lack of self-belief. And again, this goes deep and a lack of self-belief can also in another way, be said as a lack of confidence. Okay. And what this means is that when athletes typically, when they're um, struggling with mistakes or with failure, they start to link when they make a mistake with their self-worth. Okay. I fail and now I am a failure. All right. Or I fail. And now what are my coaches going to think? What are my teammates going to think? What are my parents going to think? Okay. I can't mess up now. Now, all of a sudden they're in this spiral of negative self-talk, and they don't trust themselves to be able to pull themselves out of that situation. So this lack of self-belief and this lack of self-trust that comes with making mistakes because athletes feel like they can't navigate that situation. So they don't trust themselves. They fear making mistakes because they don't trust that they can get themselves out of that situation. Okay. And so the solution to this, one of the solutions to this is to separate athletes and separate your daughter from what, who she is, from what she does. Okay. Separate who she is from what she does. Okay. Because when we subconsciously or even intentionally tell our athletes that they are only great, like when we're only praising their accomplishments, we're subconsciously telling them that it's only when they do great things 
that they are worthy, right? When we're only praising their accomplishments, we're only praising when they get a lot of kills, they they make a lot of, or they get a lot of points, or, you know, they do the great thing. They get an A on the report card. If we're only praising those things, we are subconsciously telling our athletes that they need to do this in order to get our praise. All right. And if they make mistakes or if they don't measure up, then that is not acceptable. All right. So we have to separate who she is from what she does. So we need to find and get to the root of, you know, you know, what is it about your athlete daughter that is amazing beyond what she does on the court or the field? Okay. Is she kind? Is she empathetic? Is she a hard worker? You know, all of these things about your daughter that we can praise. We can praise her work ethic, her ability to not give up. We can praise, you know, all of these qualities that are in her control and are just who she is. All right. So we really want to be focusing our attention and our recognition on those things. Okay. Who she is and not just what she does. All right. Obviously the accomplishments are going to happen and there's going to be great times, but we don't want to reserve our praise for those times. Okay. So I know, like I said, we're getting deep with this. So the symptom is very surface level. It's like, well, she's making a mistake and she can't seem to not figure out how to make a mistake. The root cause of this is this lack of self-belief and and tying her accomplishments to her self-worth. And in order for us to help with that cause, we as parents and as coaches can help by separating who she is from what she does, right? And we can really draw attention to who she is as a person and really praise that so that she's not feeling like she has to be perfect all the time and she is free to make mistakes, all right? Because when she makes a mistake, it doesn't mean she is a mistake or she is a failure, all right? That she can come back from that. All right. So that is the first one that number one symptom, inability to come back from mistakes in the cause typically is a lack of self-belief. Now there are other root causes, but typically that is a lack of self-belief, lack of self-trust. Okay. Symptom number two is also a common one, obviously falling apart under pressure. So if your athlete feels like she plays well in practice, but then falls apart in a game or in a competition, Okay. So there's a difference between like who she is in a practice and who she is in a game or like when the stakes are high. So like it's a big game or like the pressure is on, she kind of chokes. Like she just doesn't, she doesn't come in clutch in those situations. Okay. This also can mean like in the final minutes of the game, the pressure is on. She just like does not perform well. Okay. Um, Obviously, we have some strategies that we can we can deal. We can you know create some routines for this athlete. We can create pre-performance routines, post-performance routines. All of those help, but there is a deeper underlying confidence issue that could also be at play. Okay, and typically that is perfectionism and unrealistic expectations. Okay, this is kind of linked to not like you know not being able to come back from mistakes. This is more like. Not wanting to perform because athletes are afraid to make mistakes. You see the difference? Okay. So they fold under pressure or they feel like they don't perform well in competition because the stakes are high, right? There's pressure and they don't want to make a mistake. So they hold back. They're not the athlete that they are in in practice where they're just playing free. They're holding back because they don't even want to make the mistake. Okay. Symptom number one was they they make the mistake and then they just like can't figure out how to get out of it. This is like, they don't even want to try. All right. So that's why we see these athletes who are, you know, playing well in practice because the pressure's not on and they're just like free to be who they are. And then they get into a game and they start holding back and they start playing differently because they, they don't even want to go down that road of making a mistake. Okay. And usually this is tied to perfectionism or unrealistic expectations and perfectionism um, is, you know, super, super common. We see it in I would say every athlete, it's not a matter of like, if a female athlete suffers from perfectionism, it's like, to what degree does it impact her playing? Okay. 
And so again, this one is deep. This is why I'm saying like, these are deep concepts. They're deeper than just like, oh, you know, she misses her shot when it's, you know, last second of the game. Okay. So the, the thing that we can do, the action we can take around this might seem a little bit odd, but it's really, it's really not. Okay. As parents and as coaches, what we can do to help with this is to acknowledge and validate our athletes feelings. Okay. Told you we're going a little deep. (laughs) All right. Now at the root of confidence is self-trust. The root of confidence is self-trust. And that basically means that athletes and kids and us, we are able to trust what emotions and feelings are happening in our bodies. Okay. And so when we, we don't just want to tell our athletes, you don't have to be perfect. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about being perfect. Okay. We actually want to validate those imperfect emotions that they're experiencing. All right. Those emotions where they're feeling angry, those emotions where they're feeling disappointed, their emotions where they're feeling jealous, where they're feeling not good enough. Okay. Instead of just pushing them past those emotions and saying like, it's okay. You're fine. You're fine. Get out there, get out there. You've done this thousands of times. Just get out there, do it. Come on. You're, you're good. When we push our athletes to feeling good. Okay. We are basically telling them that they can't be that version of themselves that doesn't feel good. Okay. And they can't experience that emotion. And basically we're telling them they need to change. Okay. Which reduces the feelings that they can experience. It reduces the number of parts that they feel that they can be. And they're basically feeling like all I can be is perfect. All I can do is experience perfect emotions. All I can do is feel good. All right. So in order to get past that and so again, we, we can tell them all the time, you don't have to be perfect, but if they're feeling an emotion that is difficult, if they're feeling embarrassed, if they're feeling shy, if they're feeling angry, if they're feeling all these feelings that aren't good, and we're just trying to move past them and say like, no, just let, like, you're all right, come on. We are subconsciously telling them, you do have to be perfect. You can't feel that feeling, all right? And if at the root of confidence is self-trust, of trusting emotions and feeling you know, at home in our bodies, we have to be able to validate those feelings. Okay. Yeah. I see you're disappointed. You know, that must be hard to, to feel, to feel disappointed. All right. Instead of just moving them past them really fast. Okay. So there are things that we can be doing that help with this. And again, I could go, I could go on about that, but basic idea is we want to validate their experience. Okay. Even if they're not having a great experience, we want to validate it because we want them to feel like they can be themselves. And they can trust any emotion that enters their body. Because if they're not, if they all of a sudden have this emotion where they're like, you know, I I can't feel, I can't feel this. This is a bad feeling. I need to move past this. Okay. I got to, I got to get rid of this feeling. Okay. That's when they start to tense up. That's when they start to feel like they have to be perfect, you know, and then it just becomes this spiral. All right. So we need to validate those, those imperfect, imperfect feelings as well. And I know that's hard sometimes, but it's part of what will help develop that confidence. All right. Because when athletes feel like they can feel any emotion and they're not afraid, they play well. Okay. When, when kids feel secure in who they are and they feel confident, even when they are feeling disappointed, sad, shy, jealous, you know, then we have that confidence that really goes on and off the court in the field. All right. The last one is not playing to potential. So this is also a common like um, symptom of, of a deeper confidence issue. So just not playing to potential potential. This is like athletes who just feel like they're not, they're putting in the work, but they're just not feeling like 
they're doing like they they're playing like they could. Okay. Maybe they're even told like you have so much potential, but like they're not really achieving that potential. There's some deeper confidence issues that are going on here. One of the number one, what one ones, number one ones is (laughs) limiting beliefs, right? So a lot of times we're not even aware of our limiting beliefs. And a lot of times athletes aren't aware of their limiting beliefs either. But if athletes aren't playing to their potential, typically it's because they have some limiting beliefs that are going on that they either are or aren't aware of. Okay. And these are things like just what they say to themselves, like, I'm not fast. All right. Or I'm not good at being a leader. Or I'm not good inside the key. Or I just really am terrible at defense. Okay. They're all of these like things that athletes or we even say to ourselves, you know, that we're saying to ourselves either inside or, or out loud. And these are limiting beliefs. Okay. Parts of them might be true sometimes, but a lot of times what athletes do is they hang on to these things and they use them as the reason why they're not breaking past barriers. Like I can't ever do that because I'm so short. Okay. So they have these limiting beliefs that they're growing up with, and it's really impacting how they show up on the court or on the field. So what we can do as coaches and as parents is we can challenge these limiting beliefs. When you hear your athlete say something like that, okay, like, oh, I just, I'm not, I'm just terrible at defense. Okay. You can challenge it. Stop her in her tracks. Say something like, who told you that? What makes you believe that? Okay. And they might come up with reasons like, well, I like every time I'm back there, I like shank the ball. Okay. But you can challenge it even further. Was there a time where you were back playing defense where you didn't shank the ball? Where you played defense and you made a perfect pass? I mean, Grant, like, yes, there is going to be a time where that has happened. All right. So you're challenging that limiting belief and helping your athlete to see the possibility that they don't have to be confined by this limiting belief. All right. Sometimes we, they want to be because it's safe and it's comfortable. But if we kind of challenge a little bit and say, like, you know, who told you that? And a lot of times it's like, I don't know who told me that. I just, I just think that. (laughs) Okay. And we get to choose our thoughts so they can, you know, we can choose different thoughts. So challenging that is a really great way as parents and as coaches, where we can actually like stop that, that thought in its tracks and really help athletes see a potential different version of themselves, which can lead to greater confidence. Okay. So those are the top three symptoms that I see inability to come back from mistakes, right? falling apart under pressure, and then not playing to potential. And again, those are symptoms. And we talked about three deeper confidence issues that are related to those symptoms. And what we really want to do is we want to treat the cause, not just the symptoms, right? We have tools and tips and strategies that can work on the symptoms, but they're only effective if they're paired with that deeper confidence building, okay? Building that self-trust, building that self-belief, All right. And, you know, we can help do that as parents and as coaches and athletes can help do that in themselves, too, by by gaining greater awareness. All right. But again, we want to be really developing that deep and lasting confidence, not just putting band-aids on things. All right. And it takes work that the reason why a lot of people don't do this, they just want the, the quick fix is that this takes work. It takes work to undo those limiting beliefs. It takes work for us as parents to validate emotions when we struggle with validating our own emotions, right? It's it's a long game here. We have to be patient that as we continue to develop this deep confidence that it will come out on the court and in the field. So 
And that's what I have for you today. Now, if you want to go deeper with this, like I said, today was pretty deep. I mean, we, we touched on some, some deeper things, but if you want to go deeper, we are actually kicking off our five day building real confidence challenge for moms. And so if you're like, yeah, my daughter needs this and I need help with knowing what to say to my daughter and how to build her confidence in this way, this challenge is for you. And we have run the challenge in the past. It's been very very successful, very popular. It's very eye-opening for a lot of parents. It's, I, it was always eye-opening for me every time I start doing research and, and preparing for the challenge. We definitely have put a lot of thought into this challenge for moms on how to build that real deep lasting confidence, not just quick fixes, not just like, hey, you're good. Get out there. Get out, be confident. Yay, yay, yay. We know that doesn't work. That absolutely, absolutely doesn't work. And so in this challenge, we go through how to build that deep lasting confidence. So go to christinabrand.com forward slash challenge. You can join us. Like I said, it's fun. We do go deep, but you know, I don't think you would be here or you'd be in this community if you didn't desire to build and cultivate that, that confidence for your athlete daughter. So here's another opportunity to do that. All right, everyone. I will see all of you next week. See you later. I hope you enjoyed that episode, moms. Quick reminder that registration is open for our What to Say Challenge happening May 14th through 17th. Head over to register so you can join us to learn proven strategies and game-changing scripts you'll keep in your back pocket for those pre- and post-game pep talks. The challenge is just $19 during our earlier pricing happening right now. So head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge. That's also linked in the show notes, and I will see you there.